welcome to another Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now, coming up on this episode, we're joined in the studio by Noah Dirksen, a Canadian-American singer-songwriter with a wonderfully soulful Folk Roots Americana sound and some very strong songs. Noah has just released the full album of his America Dreaming project, which reflects on time spent living and traveling across the United States. It's a great session and we rate Noah very highly indeed. Hopefully, you'll stay with us to check it out. We're also taking a look at more of the new music we've received, and this time around we hear from Marpa Lane's Great Decline, Hansen, Burnstick, The East Pointers, Ayla Brooke and the Soundmen, Lynn Harrison, and the John Byrne Band. We're starting off this way. This is Sussex with Everything I Wanted. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. I hope you're having a great day out there. Five, I thought I'd hit the public pool Baby, you give me a kiss and I'm on my way Smiling like a devilish fool I got everything I wanted Everything I wanted Everything I wanted And you know I used to be so blue I got everything I wanted Well, I used to think that I was home But no ghosts are gonna try and stop me No, baby, you clipped the bullet from my head I got everything I wanted Everything I wanted Everything I wanted I can hardly believe that it's true I got everything I wanted I used to think that I was home
on the city of love And the people out there, there were smiles that go nowhere And a head full of love And it sits on the tip of a giant
alltid bäst och du, du kunde alltid mest du.
This is Karen Morand, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio with my friend, Jan Hall. Folk Roots Radio, we started off the hour with Montreal singer-songwriter Rob Lutz, with vibraphonist Michael Emineau as the duo Sussex, with Everything I Wanted from their latest album, The Ocean Wide. We followed that with Beth Packer and Clinton Hoff as Marpalane's Great Decline on their new single, Morphine. That's from their forthcoming album, City of Love. And that Mary Margaret O'Hara-esque song, is all about the conflicting experiences associated with the use of drugs during childbirth. And then, Hansen. No, no, don't panic. We're not talking about the pop rock band. We're talking about Hansen, the Swedish-German folk jazz duo featuring David Floor on cello and Sofia Talvik on vocals. With their song, Do Do Do, which translates from Swedish as You You You. And that's from their forthcoming album, Natflecht. We wrap the setup with Plains Cree guitarist Jason Burnstick and francophone Métis singer-songwriter Nadia Burnstick as the duo Burnstick with Pay No Mind from their debut album, Kia Now. And in the background, it's Cody Chasen, Tim Chasen and Jake Sharon as the East Pointers with the great nightclub dance floor groove, Country Cable 
And that's from their latest album, Yours to Break. And that's the perfect way to turn a whole new group of people onto your Celtic Roots music. Next up, Noah Dirksen joins us in the Folk Roots Radio Studio. But before we get there, this is a live version of Hoping You Would Stay. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Seconds after midnight Oh, here my breath is the only thing And there's a sweetness still that lingers As though I never Hoping that he would 
That's Canadian singer-songwriter Noah Dirksen with Hoping You Would Stay from his new album. It's entitled America Dreaming. It's actually an album that came out in three parts. Part three was just released and Noah is in the studio with us in Leamington today with the full album. And of course, playing live in the studio is just the best thing. It's great to have you join us today. Good to be here, Jan. Thanks for having me. Now, you're, you've got a pretty interesting uh, story because you're actually a dual citizen. You're American and Canadian. Yeah. I think your, your mother was is American, right? Yeah, that's right. So my mom was born and raised in Ohio, um, and my dad's from Winnipeg. And so they had met at some point in time overseas and relocated to, uh, to Winnipeg. Um, so I, by birth, um, have been obligated to file and pay American taxes, not just Canadian taxes, but also U.S. taxes, as being an American citizen and as well as a Canadian citizen. But you you pretty much lived in Winnipeg all your life. Okay. Yeah, I why well, I um so I grew up in Winnipeg. I was born um born in Winnipeg. My parents like to say that I was conceived in the states. They they tell me that, um, which is horrifying for a teenage boy to yeah. hear. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Winnipeg. I went through high school in Winnipeg, and then when I was eighteen, I moved out west. I moved to Vancouver and started studying uh, an undergraduate degree at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. So when did you get into music? I started playing guitar when I was 10. I was forced to take piano lessons from age five on. And like any good good child, you, you resent it. And so my agreement, my arrangement with my parents was I could quit the piano if I picked up the guitar. So I took a year or two of guitar lessons and then kind of played on, on my own for a number of years. And in around second year university, when I was 19, 20, I realized I could do this by myself in my dorm room forever or I could try to take that next step. So that was the point where I decided I wanted to get out there and start performing at open mics. I, I went to a Leonard Cohen concert actually when I was when I was nineteen. I was back home in Winnipeg for a short period of time and it was Leonard Cohen's last last time that he performed in Winnipeg. But so I had second row second row seats and, and I watched Leonard Cohen perform and I had listened to some of his songs over the years but that just gave me a uh, an appreciation for the art of songwriting and the art of lyricism and poetry and so from that point on I, I started writing my own songs and workshopping them and then bringing them out into the university open mic scene at UBC. So you have three albums I think so far America yeah. Dreaming is the is the third one. Yeah yeah that's have you always been a singer-songwriter, or were you in a band before? You know what? No, no, I, ne- I never was. I I started off my my music career. I'd asked a friend in Vancouver if he wanted to sit down for coffee and and chat about music because I, I knew he was doing some music stuff. And so he had convinced me somehow, instead of going for coffee, that I should come jam with his band. And he needed um, a second guitarist slash percussion player, and I couldn't couldn't keep rhythm with with sticks at all but still he gave he gave me the job and so we rehearsed for about a month and then we we had a conversation where he politely <laughs> he politely said he would love to support me in what I do from a distance <laughs> um yeah but so I've always been a singer songwriter haven't um haven't played in any other bands so this album uh, America Dreaming 
was recorded with Murray Pulver in Winnipeg, a yeah. great producer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I met Murray uh, through my cousin, Jaylene Johnson, um, who had recorded with him and just around the Winnipeg scene. And so she introduced me to, to Murray and and I thought it was just a great fit based on what Murray's Murray's work with the brothers Landreth, with Joey, Joey Landreth, Ariel Posen. And it seemed like a great fit for where I wanted to head. Um, so this was the first album that I had actually worked with a more formal producer. The previous two albums I had produced myself with a little bit of help from the engineer that I was uh, working with in, in Vancouver. And then this was the album where I, I opened up to more collaboration and, and getting Murray's stamp on it. Yeah, it really shaped it in, into, into what it's turned out to be and, and what I was hoping for. So this album's interesting because, you know, with the title America Dreaming, I mean, mm. you, it really focuses on some of your travels in the U.S. I know you've lived in a variety of different places. I think Nashville and New York amongst them. So, so the album America Dreaming, America Comma Dreaming, um, it, it, it plays on, I guess, the, the American dream. As we've talked about, I've, I grew up with family in the States. And so we got, went back and forth to Ohio, um, back to Winnipeg and crossed the border quite a bit. And, and I had always identified with that American side of me. And growing up, I think I had this unrealistic idea of what America was, of what it was as a country and um, thinking that, that they have everything sorted out, um, that it's a land of freedom, land of opportunity um, in, in all accounts. And, and over kind of the last few years, I've, I've spent more time, uh, lived in, in the States for a bit. I lived in Portland, Oregon for a short time. Um, I've toured a lot more in, in the States throughout the Midwest, throughout the East Coast. I've taken uh, songwriting trips and I've just re maybe realized uh, the practical limitations uh, in accessibility to this freedom and to all this opportunity. Um, so realizing that the, the pros and, and the cons, although it has as a, as a nation, yeah, quite a bit of innovation, um, the accessibility to that innovation and that opportunity in practical sense is not, is, is, is not that great. Um, so that's, uh, all the songs were written during that time of kind of discovering this and also time spent in different parts of the States. And so that is the, uh, that's the concept behind America dreaming. And for this album, I, I did something a little different. I, I opened myself up to um, more collaboration. So on previous albums, everything I, I had kind of keep kept it constrained with the production, with the the other instrumentalists, the musicians that played on the album, where I would take more of a, a rein on uh, writing the parts and getting them to play it. So for this album altogether, I realized I'm wanting to open myself up more to collaboration, and the idea that I'll be able to take different perspectives and it'll just increase the quality and it'll show me a different way to approach approach music and, and approach this this form of art so uh, songwriting was something that, that i was really wanting to to expand my horizons with um so i got together with a a few different songwriters in in winnipeg and workshopped a few different songs so hoping you would stay was a product of one of these workshopping sessions with uh, jaylene johnson juno award nominated songwriter and, and musician from Winnipeg as well, and then Jordan St. Cyr uh, from Winnipeg. And so the three of us sat in Jaylene's basement. I presented a few different ideas, and they latched on to this one, and, and we workshopped it, and, um, and, and then it came out the other side. How did you find the whole collaboration idea? I mean, because some people, yeah. you know, they, 
they like the idea, but then suddenly when it comes to that point of actually getting together and starting to work on songs, suddenly realize it's a lot harder than it's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, songwriting is is typically something that that uh, it, it's a form of individual expression. Um, at least that's how it starts. So for me, it started. Um, very localized me sitting in my basement or, or my dorm room by myself. And it's these innermost thoughts um, and, and feelings that I've had kind of pent up. And so the songwriting process is in essence getting that out. And, and so opening that process up to another individual is, is an exceptionally uh, terrifying and, and vulnerable thing where, where you're putting yourself out there and you're showing, this is how I view the world. This is how I see the world. And then, having them comment on that and, and, and critique it and, and adjust things. So it, it's definitely taken quite a bit of, of, of practice to get comfortable in that setting. For me, the saving grace with it all is, is listening back to those earlier demos of, of the song in its pre-collaborative uh, form. And, and the song just turned out to be much, much, much better, quite frankly. So I guess it's really important from your point of view to have to have a good demo when you're going into that collaboration yeah, it's, I've, rather I've, than going in without any idea. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done it in a few different ways. I find the songs that I've ended up using have all been true to me in, in that I've had this idea and then bring it together to these, to these other songwriters, workshop it a bit, uh, and then I kind of take that back and adjust it a little more from that point on. So that ultimately gives still gives me that sense of control um, that, that this is kind of this this is this is the thing that that I'm gonna have have to put my stamp on, have to put my name on. So I need to be um, very kind of sh- certain, very sure of every single aspect of it. So there's always going to be that editing and that that process. But opening that up is, I think, an important step to getting uh, to, to 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 reaching uh, that next level as a songwriter or of an individual song. You've got your guitar with you. You've already mm-hmm. played one live song for us. How about we play another one? What are you going to play for us this time? Um, I'm going to play a song called Lonely in America. It's another one off the new album. This is Noah Dirksen with Lonely in America, live in the studio for Folk Roots Radio. Uh, last fall, I took a trip down in New York City for the first time. And the intention was to... Uh, park myself in uh, in Brooklyn in, in this Airbnb for two weeks and write a bunch of new songs for this new album uh, that I had scheduled to record. And so I got to New York City and I realized that New York is a massive, massive place and that I know absolutely nobody in it. Um, so my productivity for the time that I was there, um, I wrote about five different songs and they were all called Lonely in America. So this is the one that stuck. I took a trip down to New York City to find me a girl who's looking oh so pretty. Instead, I was blinded by neon signs and buildings interrupting the sky. So there I sat on a subway train and took me there. I thought he'd take me back again. I see a man who's looking oh so I said, hey man, what's the matter with you? Oh, it's lonely in America That's what he said to me Oh, I've been looking for salvation But that ain't free Oh, it's lonely in 
listen to him for 20 minutes and I couldn't help thinking of rags and riches but then came time for the end of the line as he went left to out went to right I walk it across the parking lot it's a shortcut to save me a couple of blocks there's a woman sitting down with her head in her hands I asked her Make me understand how it's lonely in America. That's what she said to me. Oh, I've been looking for salvation, but that ain't free. Oh, it's lonely in America, and that's the way it's always been. Sometimes. The lonely gets to me Oh, I'm bored in a flight This one's northern bound It flows south and now Turn back around and I'm grateful for where I'm from Now send me on home with the setting sun How it's lonely in America That's what I've come to see If you're looking for salvation Well that ain't free Hi there, this is Maddie Leon. You are listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Noah Dirksen with Lonely in America, live in the studio for Folk Roots Radio today. Noah's our special guest. He's actually on tour. He's been in Guelph last night. He's on his way to Detroit and then into the U.S. on tour. So you must find it pretty easy with the border then because you have both passports? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, whenever I whenever I enter Canada, um, I give them my Canadian passport. And whenever I enter the States, I give them my American passport. And even though I, I live in Winnipeg, so I live in Canada and very much identify as a Canadian, as soon as I hand them my American passport, they say, welcome home, sir. <laughs> so tell us about the live show. I mean, most of the time yeah. you're playing solo? You know what? Not so much anymore. Um, so I, I've been touring with with other musicians uh, so the last few weeks through Ontario and for the last few years for all my Ontario shows and tours I've, I've played with a violin player based out of Toronto by the name of Elise Burr from Juno nominated band Aerialists we, we met at a conference a few years ago and so she's been joining me for all of the Ontario dates we have a bass player uh, Tim Jackson from uh, from Ottawa that, that joins in on a few shows as well and then in Winnipeg I'll have a, a different selection of players yeah, so I rarely tour solo. For this next section of the journey, I'll be uh, joined by a vocalist from BC uh, named Abby Whale. She's the one that sang all across the, the new album. Uh, helped me write one of the songs on it, actually. 
I started off touring solo for a number of years, and then as the live show and, and as the, uh, I guess, the fan base has increased, um, I've been able to add other musicians. Now, the album you did put out in three parts, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that seems to be very much the nature of music these days. You know, you really, it's not about the album as much as it ever used to be. People are putting out more singles. And I guess putting an album out in three parts is almost like three EPs. How do you feel that worked out for you? I, I feel it worked It worked well. It, it worked as I intended. So ultimately, I wanted to have this bigger piece of art of this album that where you can tell a story. And by listening to it, you can really get a sense of the artist and, and their mindset. And it does show a depth in order to, to have 11 high-quality written songs and high-quality production. And with that being said... I wanted people to listen to it, and and so putting it out in its full form right off the bat, uh, people tend to only get through three or four songs max. So I wanted to to find a way because I'm I'm proud of every single song on this album, and I wanted to find a way to get people to listen through, um, and and to be able to hold their attention for just a moment. And so the way I did that was to release it in three distinct parts. So I released part one in March 2019, and part two, another three-song EP released in July, and then the full album uh, just came out here at the beginning of October. Yeah, so I, I think it worked out. It, it, it served its purpose. It's people have come along at every step of, of the way. Every single release has been accompanied by different tour dates, and some radio stations have been really friendly. And, and so people have heard the music as, it, as the train continues along. And so the idea that there's this bigger, bigger purpose, and there's this, this bigger project at, at work. So the album's out now, you're touring it. Do you foresee that you'll probably spend the next year or so on this? Or are you, do you have ideas about getting back in the studio to record some more stuff? I have, have ideas for sure. Yeah, um, I, I will be touring this for the, for the next year. Um, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm always on the road. I've been uh, touring since I graduated university three and a half years ago. Yeah, I played close to 300 shows or so. So I've, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, been, been all over the place and that's not gonna that's not gonna stop um so this tour takes me through the midwest of the states uh so from here through michigan through illinois through wisconsin through minneapolis minnesota and then i come back and and hit up the east coast of the states and so so the intention is to continue continue that continue growing the the live the live show and the live fan base so in, in the new year i'll be back through in january back through the midwest of the states have dates booked in february 2020 through bc again and at some point in the summer i'll come back uh, in fall and come back through ontario again and and do it all over and then continue to try to expand and i think that you probably as a singer songwriter working on new songs all the time that maybe you'll try out on the road yeah for sure yeah there, there have already been a few songs that we've incorporated into the live set and and we, we take our diligent notes as to what people think of it, how people mm. respond, the length and and the uh, the volume of the applause after the song, and and if it meets a certain threshold, then we'll continue to play it, and and if not, well then it's Move lost, on. yeah, <laughs> lost in the ether. You have one song left to play us today. What are you going to yeah. play? Um, I'm going to play a, a song. I, it's it's um, it was actually the first song that was written on the album. So I've, I've had it for a couple of years. Um, it's called "What Kind of Love Is That." This is Noah Dirksen with What Kind of Love Is That from his great new album, America Dreaming. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Jan. Um, about three years ago, I, uh, I did the thing that, as a traveling folk musician um, at some point in your 
career you must do, and that's buy a really oversized van from the 1990s. Um, and so I, I bought a Ford Econoline Club Wagon 1992 edition um, with a raised roof, and I, I took out the wheelchair lift. Um, I equipped it with hardwood floors, a kitchen sink, kitchen countertop, a bed, and some mood lighting for good measure. Um, and I, I traveled around in this. I, I lived in this for um, for about two years, and I toured. I toured up and down the, the west coast of the states. And this was very early in my career. Um, and the, uh, the the shows weren't particularly well attended, or uh, or professional, or um, really morale boosters in in any account. And and so I had a lot of time. I was just touring solo. Um, and I had a lot of time in between shows to go back to my van um, and to and to just think about what I'm doing um, and dwell on that fact and and think about why it is that I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Um, so this song is about how um, life as a traveling folk musician doesn't always go the way you plan. Um, it's called "What Kind of Love Is That." Oh, my friends are skipping town while I'm stuck in the here now. Losing all the right words to say Holding on to hopelessness Still hoping that that hold might stick What's a little wool to keep my eyes closed? What kind of love is that? Display to you your weakness what kind of love is that to make you weep? What kind of love is that? It opens up and closes Holding up your brokenness intact But see Got my dancing shoes, but what is it to you if I can't? The birds they sing inside my head, but I I cannot put the tune to pen. I'm making noise, I must be making something. What kind of love is that? Display to you your what kind of love is that to make you weep? What kind of love is that? 
It opens up and closes I'm holding up your brokenness intent But see that love won't
Lynn Harrison with the title track from her new album, Something More. That's her sixth album and it was produced by Noah Zachran with Douglas September. And it's a great recording. It's got some fine songs on there and some beautiful musicianship. So stay tuned. We are working on an interview and hopefully that will come up fairly soon. Before that, Edmonton's Ayla Brooke and the Sound Men with their new single, All That I Wanted to Do. That's from their latest album, Desolation Sounds, which was produced by Tara Lightfoot. And that's it for this edition of Folk Roots Radio. 
Thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. And remember, you can find all of our archives, episodes and interviews with links for on-demand listening online at folkrootsradio.com. We'll leave you with Celtic folk rockers the John Byrne Band from Philadelphia with their song, Special Place in Hell, from their latest album, A Shiver in the Sky. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll definitely see you next time. How did darkness moving in As the harbour lights grow dim again Sun is shining through the raindrops as we wander hand in hand There's a faint smell of the sea Makes us feel we're anywhere we need to be Just an hour by hunger the real world is waiting patiently There's a special place in hell